Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final football betting podcast of the season. Uh, we debated whether we'd be back this week or not, but, you know, it's one more weekend of Premier League football to go, plus the playoffs. Uh, so why not? We'll go for one more show. Uh, it's my pleasure to be your host. I'm Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show for the final time in 2018-19. Thanks for tuning in. So, we are going to look at the final day in the Premier League. We've got a full fixture list. It all kicks off at 3 o'clock on the Sunday. We'll also look at the playoff picture for the Championship League 1 League 2. We're going to look at who we think is going to win each of the semi-finals, and then also the final. Um, so we've still got a little bit to go through, not as much as usual. It's probably going to be a shorter show than normal. We'll also have a look at fantasy football. Um, there's one week to go, obviously this week, but it does look like we've got a pretty clear winner barring a major swing in, uh, swing in the points. So we'll have a look at that later yeah. on. And we'll also give you a final joint, I think, Tom, joint bomb proof travel this week. Yeah. Final joint bomb proof for the season. Not enough games to probably carve out a uh, carve out six results between us. No. Um, so yeah, Premier League playoffs, fancy football, Van Dabby Dozy. Yeah, right. We'll start off with the Prem then. Um, the title race is where it's at. It's pretty much the only thing left to be decided now, isn't it? Uh, relegations yeah. confirmed. Top four. Essentially confirmed as Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea and Spurs, barring a major swing in uh, in goal difference if Arsenal win and Spurs lose this weekend, but I don't think it will happen. Um, Europa League looks like it will be Arsenal and uh, Man United and then Wolves in seventh and they'll get the final Europa League spot if Man City win the FA Cup. So just the title. So where else to begin? Liverpool. We're recording this on the... Tuesday night, we've just seen that incredible 4-0 comeback victory for Liverpool against Barcelona, one of those special Anfield nights. Do you reckon this now means, because they're in the Champions League final, uh, they're going to rest any players, anything like that, um, for this game <laughs> the weekend? No, oh, we <laughs> you must be mad. You must be joking. It's the, it's the best... Uh, they haven't been in this position going into the final day to win a Premier League title since I think it's 1992 it was the last time they were they were in it on the final day. Wow, it's it's looking unlikely at this stage, and we're going to get on to that um, very shortly. But you know, there is still a definite chance they could be lifting that Premier League title. Uh, come the end of the season, uh, come Sunday. So they're going to go all out. Uh, the Champions League final, it is what it is. They obviously are without Salah and Firmino for the semi-final. So they didn't do too bad against their Barca, did they? So um, I, don't, I don't see why they would rest any players. It's probably just going to be the, the same 11, I think. Yeah, Um Unsure on the extent of Andy Robertson's injury. That would be a little bit of a concern to them if he can't play. Um, obviously, he went off against Barcelona just after half-time. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think you essentially get the same eleven that played this evening. Um, yeah, continue that momentum. But, 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 they need Man City to drop points if they've got any chance of winning the Premier League trophy. Man City are one to eight away at Brighton, who are safe, nothing to play for now apart from pride. Surely, um, Man City are going to do this, aren't they? Surely, of course they are. Of course they are. I know people are are looking into this. You know, trying to think about things that may happen, omens and things like that. That I mean. The bottom line is you got top of the league against the seventeenth uh, place side. So, yeah, Man City have been absolutely irresistible. They've been resilient. I cannot see them going to Brighton and dropping any points. 
Well, no. I know Liverpool fans are desperate for this title, but I've, I can see Man City going there, probably winning 2 0. I think it'll be very routine on the South Coast. Yeah. I agree. The thing is, at the moment, you just can't see teams scoring past City, really, can you? They've kept four clean sheets in a row. Uh, Spurs, Man United, Burnley and Leicester. And what's been, I'd say, more impressive about Man City recently for me is that they're kind of just grinding out results in the last few weeks. It's something they've never really had to do so much in the past or earlier on in this season. You know, we're used to seeing Man City win 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, maybe even more sometimes. So to see them squeaking out these 1-0s, uh, they've had three 1-0 wins in the last four games and a 2-0 against Manchester United, which you know was, was left until the second half. So it just shows they've got different facets to, the, to this side, which I think probably a lot of people didn't think they had this kind of resilience. Yeah, we haven't seen it, have we? We really haven't no. seen... Uh... This side, but they're doing it when it matters. And you know what? They'll take a 1-0 on Sunday. You can absolutely be sure of that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So do you reckon Liverpool to win 1-3 to three at home to Wolves? Also Man City to win 1-8 to eight at home to... Home, uh, sorry, away at Brighton. Yeah, I think both comfortable victories. Um, two, I'd go 2-0 Man City and maybe... 3-1 Liverpool. It will, mm. Wolves might nick one, but um, yeah, it's... I, I, can't, I kind of feel sorry for Liverpool because to go through the Premier League season with one loss is, is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. It's just the seven draws they had. City lost four. So, obviously, four times the amount Liverpool, but only drew two and won 31. And that's mm. the difference, unfortunately. Yeah. Goal difference, very similar. Both of these two, absolutely head and shoulders above everyone else. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't, you have to feel sorry for whoever doesn't win it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, at least Liverpool have still got the Champions League to aim for, which um, they'll likely come up short here, but they've got a fantastic chance of beating either Ajax or Spurs, whoever it is, you know, Liverpool are going to start the match as favourites there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, that will, you know, Klopp needs to win a trophy, doesn't he? So that could yeah. be, that'll be an amazing season. Missing, yeah, yeah. you know, let's say they win, let's say they win, they finish on 97 points in the Premier League and they win the Champions League. Yes, it would be absolutely gut-wrenching not to win the Prem, but, that would be a great season. You get 97 points next year. I mean, who knows? But, you know, you're within an incredible chance of winning the league, aren't you, if you get 97 points? Big time, big time. Uh, let's look at some of the other games then. Is there yeah. anything that stands out in particular for you? I've got my eye on a potential banana skin. Uh, Burnley, go Burnley against Arsenal. I'll be looking at this yeah. game. Um, Arsenal are favourites. They're just over evens. They're eleven to ten away at Turf Moor. Considering how bad their form generally has been recently, um, they've they've actually only won one in the last five games, and that was the win against Valencia in the Europa League at home. Um, in the Prem, they've been shocking absolutely shocking in the last four games no wins no clean sheets conceded three against Palace Wolves and Leicester drew last weekend to Brighton um I can't touch this Arsenal team with any of my money in the Premier League god no no way why on earth would you no idea why on earth would you yeah it's not and Burnley Burnley have been decent as well haven't they they're, yeah, they haven't won in the last three, but prior to that, they've won three in a row. And in the last three games, they've had Chelsea, who they drew two all away at. They lost one nil by what an inch against Man City, and then yeah. lost to Everton. So there's no disgrace. And do you know what Burnley? It's worth having a look at them in the um, you know, price at twenty one to ten. It's it's very tempting. Even the double chance, mate, three to four, um, really enticing price. So that's Burnley to win or draw. Yeah, 
I, I totally agree. Arsenal are absolutely hopeless, aren't they, at the moment? So Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at some both teams to score. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna go for Palace Bournemouth first. I've I've got at least two tips on both teams to score. I think what you'll find um this weekend is you'll get a lot of open football. So for mm. example, the game I'm about to tip is is Palace Bournemouth. None of which have anything to play for. Especially Palace in front of their home fans. You know, they've had a decent season, finished twelfth, never really in any danger of going down. They're gonna to want to put on a show, you know, um have the fans so much cheer about, hopefully in the sunshine before they, you know, go off on their holidays and and Bournemouth, you know, in thirteenth, you know, another consolidation season and again, nothing to nothing to lose. So they may as well go out and, you know, try to give the travelling fans so much cheer for. So what happens with these games is you, you typically get a relaxed approach and lots of goals. Palace Bournemouth at any time of the season is a great shout for both teams to score, to be honest. And especially the fact that it's the last game of the season that no one really gives a monkeys. Um, four to seven is the price for both teams to score. So it's a little tight. Um, just a little reluctant to go for a result. Palace have only won four of 18 home games this season. Really poor um, yeah. home record. Don't you agree, Tom, that? Yeah, it really is very poor. Very poor. Yeah, it's actually the second worst behind Huddersfield. So in terms of a result, I wouldn't know which way to go because you know, Bournemouth can't exactly be trusted despite that 1-0 win against Tottenham. They've been... Yeah. rewind two games ago they lost at home to Fulham so <laughs> I ain't got a clue what's going to happen result wise but four to seven you should get both teams to score yeah I agree um, five of the last six games between these two sides have also been both teams to score so uh, that just reinforces what you're saying really yeah um, what's your other both teams to score tip that you've got here it's, it's going to be no surprise if you're looking at the fixtures. This one's Watford West Ham. Again, it is priced at one to two. So a little bit uh, concerning there. Obviously, Watford, this is not their last game of the season. Uh, they have the FA Cup final to contest, which is on the 18th of May. Uh, that's against Man City, where they're going to be huge underdogs there. Um Listen, Watford haven't been great, have they, the last kind of four or five games? They've only won one in uh, that time, but they have not struggled to hit the back of the net largely. Um, it's only against Chelsea and Arsenal, and obviously that Arsenal game, we spoke about it before, they were knocking on the door, so unlucky not to score. Um, typically, yeah. they are good for a goal. It's actually only been once in their last 11 games when they've failed to score. So they they are typically good for a goal. And with West Ham as well, we have to go back um to you have to go back six match days for their last time they drew a blank. That was away at Chelsea again. So, you know, a, a tough place to go. Three nil home winners against Southampton last time out with Arnautovic in uh in one of those moods that he tends to get into. Result wise again, gonna be hard to call, but one to two, both teams to score. Yeah, I can see that one coming in as well. Um, you've got some prices here which stink, to be honest. Man United against Cardiff, one to five for United. They should win, but Jesus Christ, one to five, considering how poor they've been, is a terrible price. Do not put any money on Manchester United this weekend, please, guys. Um You've also got Huddersfield at four to eleven. Sorry, you've also got Southampton at four to eleven at home to Huddersfield. Um, again, Southampton should win, but we've seen Huddersfield get a creditable one-all draw against Man United last week. Southampton have only won one in one in six, so you know they're not in particularly good form themselves. Um, they should win absolutely, but. At nearly one to three again. I don't think it's worth your money and your risk. No, no, it's not. Unfortunately, um, 
yeah, there's there's a few games in there this weekend that you're not overly not overly keen on, and That's none great. more so, none more so than than United, Cardiff. Woof, one to five, joke. Shocking, shocking. Um, um, the last thing I'd probably say from the games that we've got here, I do quite like the look of Leicester at home against Chelsea. Uh, Leicester are priced at fifteen to eight for the win. However, I'm looking at double chance. Um, Chelsea aren't playing too badly, to be fair, at the moment. Um, unbeaten in the last five games across all competitions. Uh, looking like they're probably going to get through to the Europa League final. Um, Leicester have won five of their six games at home since Brendan Rodgers has been in charge. Uh, we saw last time out they beat Arsenal 3-0. So really good result against the top six side there. Um, they played really well against Man City just, just recently where they lost 1-0 thanks to company stunner. So I think they can end their season as they have been going on, on, on a high. Um, whether they'll win, I'm not sure, but double chance is a good price, I think. One to two is, is fair. Yeah. And Chelsea, obviously, could have a Europa League final to look forward to as well uh, by the time this kicks off. So, yeah. currently uh, awaiting the second leg at home. It's poised at 1-1, so they've got that, that away goal. Dangerous Frankfurt side, for sure. Uh, but Chelsea should have enough about them. So, um, you know, sorry, winning the Europa League, finishing third in your first season, especially after all the kind of turbulation that came at times. I think that represents a, a decent little season for sorry, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you know what? First season and the fact that, you know, his job was on the line how many times? I think it's actually yeah. will represent a good turnaround if they can win that. Yeah, um, losing so Carabao Cup as well. Yeah, yeah, so exactly, yeah, spot on. I forgot about that. Yeah, Carabao Cup finalists. And yeah. Yeah, it, it will represent a good season, um, I think. So, yeah, I, I completely expect Chelsea to have a Europa League final to look forward to, which only strengthens your uh, call for Leicester. Uh, to get something from this game. Dangerous side. Um, and, yeah, as you mentioned, apart from technically losing against Man City, they were they were largely impressive, and they have been since Rodgers came in. Yeah, completely agree. Um, let's take a look at the playoff picture, shall we then, from the various football league leagues? Yes, yes, absolutely. Let's have a look. Uh, start off in the champ. Yeah, we'll start off in the champ. So, from the four sides, you've got Leeds, Villa, West Brom and Derby. Um, Leeds, 2-1. to one. Villa, 21-10, to 10, so essentially the same as Leeds. West Brom, 4-1. to one. Derby, 9-2. to two. So, they're the odds for each team to gain promotion via the playoffs. Do you think those odds are fair? Do you think Leeds should be favourites? Um West Brom are quite quite high, I guess. Four to one for West Brom. You know, they're not a bad side. But arguably, I think if you if you got the the teams down on paper and had a look at paper only, I, I'd argue West Brom probably have the the best squad. Arguably, mm. they're more Villa for me. Um, lots yeah. of ex Premier League players in there. Lots of talent. They should be nowhere near the champ. Um, it's just a question about you know the manager and there you still get the feeling even though they're going into a playoff uh kind of picture you know they won one of their last three games um and you just get the sense that it's not firing on all cylinders with West Brom I don't know about you not yeah. 100% sure lost away at Derby as well final day 3-1 obviously Derby needed it more but it, do, it does seem that West Brom aren't a complete package. Something's missing. So the danger for me for this game, if I was a West Brom fan, is they're away form. It's been really poor recently. Um, you mentioned they lost 3-1 to Derby. They also conceded three away at Bristol City. Um, and then in between that, they drew 0-0 nil -nil 
away at Reading. So there's some worrying form there if you're a West Brom fan, especially going to Villa, who are typically very strong at home, score lots of goals at uh, Villa Park this season. Should also have Tammy Abraham returning for this game from injury. So that's a big boost to them. Um, I think if they're not careful, Villa have got the ability, the firepower, the momentum, considering their big unbeaten run, to put this game to bed in this first leg and take it out of West Brom's reach, despite the quality in the West Brom squad and how good their home form has been recently. So this is a very dangerous game for West Brom. I think Villa are going to win the tie. I think Villa are going to win the playoffs. Beaten finalists last year. Um, they've got that pain. A lot of the players are still there. They're, they're actually a better squad, I think, than they had when they lost to Fulham in the final last year. Um, Jack Grealish is, is even better. Tammy Abraham is better than what they had last year. Um, you also got John McGinn, who they didn't have at that, that time last year as well. So, you know, this, this for me, is, is Villa's year to, to do it. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I agree, to be honest. I like your point in regards to the uh, the tie. I think West Brom needs to stand any chance. They need to go there and they need to keep it to one at a minimum. Um, Villa as well got some really good pace on the counter-attack, uh, dangerous some set pieces. You don't yeah. want to be kind of – you don't want to be – leaving huge gaps for Villa um, in the home leg at the Hawthorns. I agree with you. I think Villa are uh, the team for that tie. Um, Let's have a look at Derby Leeds. For me, this is kind of, you know, this is the classic kind of, the team that's going into the playoffs on very good form is Derby County. And Mm -hmm. the team that have been there all season and threatened to gate crash even the title and are now falling off is Leeds. Very, very tough uh, situation to call. Very contrasting managers as well. You've got Spygate thrown in there as a little <laughs> extra extra uh, spice. Um, you've got Frank Lampard, who is you know, a complete rookie. First year management. You got Marcelo Bielsa, who is one of the most you know famous managers in in world football. And yeah, this is a really interesting tie. I've got my eye on this one a lot more than Villa West Brom. I know that's a West Midlands derby. They're both going to be great, but this one to me is just a little bit. You know, this one's a little more of a uh, of an interesting kind of tie. Who do you think is going to win it? I'm actually, honestly, a hundred percent. And this, you're gonna, you're gonna think that I've got my forest glasses on, but I think Leeds. Do you? I think Leeds. Okay. Yeah, I really think Leeds. Um, I just feel, I, I just feel like Bielsa is is too experienced and he's too wily, and he's too knowledgeable and and too good to to not see this through. Derby, for me, lack a little bit of stardust. And I think um, Leeds have got got that extra kind of individual quality, which tends to see teams through, um, you know, in, in these kind of big games. I don't know what you think. Obviously, you know, I'm going to have Derby fans messaging the... Do you know what? I don't even know if they listen, knowing that we're Forest fans. But... <laughs> If we do, we're going to have a message in us. You know, we beat West Brom, we beat Bristol City the last couple of games. But for me, I, I just, my confidence is with Bielsa and Leeds. I just think they're the mine, better side. Mine's not. Mine's not. No. Uh, all confidence has drained away from Leeds for me. Um, you know, Bielsa can analyse and prepare and rant and rave and throw his arms in the air on the sidelines and shout at his players as much as he likes. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's those players that have got to go out on the pitch and do a job. And they're completely failing in the last few weeks. The pressure got to them big yeah. time. You know, you can see ever since they lost 2-1 at home to Wigan, 
when Wigan had 10 men, it's just been shit, shit and shit from then on. Um, went down against Brentford after that. Got that really controversial one-all draw with Villa. Um, and then losing on final day to bottom of the league, hopeless Ipswich. And that was a game when they were drawing. Ipswich got a man sent off. And Ipswich still went and scored a winner against Leeds. You know, I don't think their confidence and their heads are in the right place whatsoever. I think they probably got too carried away um, earlier on in the season with all the media hype and attention that was around the club, around Bielsa, how well they were doing. Um, people were going, this is it. This is Leeds, the, the year that Leeds get back to the Premier League, to the promised land. You know, the glory days could be returning. Um, perhaps they, they believe the hype. You know, now it's all started crumbling down around them and they look like they're they're struggling under the weight of pressure and expectation. I think Derby are going to win this tie. I really do. And you know what? If Derby do, then I won't be surprised. But, you know, when you kind of put these two against each other, and, and by the way, what I am, you know, what I'm saying is absolutely going against what I normally do. Normally, I like to go for the informed team, but for me, there's just, there's something about Leeds and Bielsa. I can see them getting to the final. I really can. However, I would like to stress that I think whoever gets to the final will be beaten by Villa. Yes, I agree. That's my tip. 15 to 8, Villa to win and get promoted to win the playoffs that is um that's where I'd be putting my money I think they've got they've got the best team I think they've got a great camp they've got some good experience people like John Terry um even in the coaching staff who obviously has a decent connection with the club and things like that it's it's all geared up for Villa and you know it's theirs to lose really I think yeah um, just going back to the Derby Leeds game, the first leg, Derby are priced at two to one to get the victory. Double chance, Derby or draw, is one to two. I think that for me, if you wanted something to bet on for the first game on Saturday, one to two, Derby or draw for me is is something that I really like the look of. I certainly don't think they'll yeah. lose in, in the home leg. Very, very. Um... Very tempting, isn't it, when you look at the form to yeah. uh, to go for two two to one to go for Derby on the nose as well. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to yeah. go off form, uh, but I think there's a little bit more into it than that. But okay. anyway, let's move on to League One. League One has some absolutely well one really one fascinating tie for me. Um, you got Sunderland against Portsmouth which is obviously the standout. Um, so many talking points in that tie. And then you got the slightly more subdued one. You've got Doncaster and Charlton. Hmm. So if you want to kick us off, Tom, with you know what you think to the two semifinals and then obviously who you fancy for, for, the, uh, for, the, for promotion, really. Yeah, so just to run through the promotion odds... Charlton are the favourites, uh, along with Portsmouth, so they're both five to two. Sunderland thirteen to five. Doncaster way out five to one. So, you know, bookies see this as a very much a three horse race. Uh, Charlton, Portsmouth, Sunderland. I certainly think Charlton will win their tie against Doncaster. They're fantastic price, by the way, on Sunday. They're over two to one oh, to win away at Doncaster. God, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal price. That's a, that is that's brilliant. Um, Charlton typically are much stronger at, at home. They've got a really good record at the Valley. But, you know, even away, that is very tempting for me. I think they'll comfortably win over two legs against Donny. Um, yeah. Sunderland-Portsmouth, yeah, is the real interesting one. A rematch from the uh, Checker Trade Trophy, right? The final? Checker Trade Trophy. Yeah, Checker Trade Trophy. Yeah. It's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Bloody hell, it who named that? Just a bit. Um, 
it's a really tough one to call. This this is literally a toss of a coin for me. Um, I think Portsmouth are going to get through to the final against Charlton. And I say that mainly because one, Sunderland's form recently has dropped off a bit of a cliff. Um, just one win in the last six games, three losses, two draws amongst that. Secondly, Sunderland don't keep many clean sheets, which is a real concern, especially playing at home as well. Um, it was not that long ago when they conceded five at home against Coventry. And then in their last home game of the season, these two teams actually played each other. Portsmouth uh, got a one or draw there that day. So I think Portsmouth will be confident of getting at least a draw away at Sunderland, bringing it back to the home leg at Fratton Park and getting a victory. I, I agree. I just see Sunderland struggling at the moment. I really do. Which is a shame because they've had a fantastic season to kind of rebuild yeah, they the way they have. Oh, absolutely. To say to say they had two back-to-back relegations, I said at the start of the season that Jack Ross had the hardest job in English football. And, yeah. I, and, and I stand by that. I think it was a huge ask to you know play a overhaul you know you got to change the whole mentality of a football club and yeah. he really has done so but i think they're running out of gas just at the wrong time yeah and yeah. i actually agree with you on the road they've they've been really poor and for me traveling away in the second leg is why i like portsmouth to win the tie yeah. I think second leg at Fratton Park, I think you're spot on. That, for me, is why I think Sunderland won't progress. If it was the other way this is honestly, as you're spot on. It's so on a knife edge. If this was the other way around, I think I'd fancy Sunderland. But the fact yeah. that, you know, Sunderland could be needing to win away at Portsmouth, no, not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Pompey in the final. And yeah. just want to add to the, um, I just want to add to the Doncaster Charlton thing. I think Charlton, you could be looking at them winning both games, to be honest. Very yeah. comfortable. Um, and that leads me on to the fact that I think Charlton are the team to be. I think they will be the ones to get promoted, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. What do I you think to that? I agree. I agree. I really do. Um, they've got all the momentum. They're, they're the side out of all of these four who have got the most momentum at the moment. They really have. Um, I think they'll. I think Portsmouth semi-final. We, we're at, we're speaking like they're they're going to win it, but um, if they do win it, like we think they will, I think Portsmouth semi-final will take a lot more out of them than Charlton's will. Big time. Yeah. Big Agreed. time. Um, Portsmouth have already been to Wembley as well this season and lost, which could be a factor. It could, you know, mentally be some scar in there. Uh, conversely, it might work in their favour. You know, you don't know the mentality of the players, I guess. But um, I think Charlton, they've got so many positives, so much going for them at the moment. I think they're definitely the team to beat. Yeah, they're the team to beat. I think what you've got in the League One playoffs, you've got two massive clubs with a lot of media pressure and a lot of fan pressure and a lot of real burning desire. Then you've got Charlton, who are arguably have their team is just as good, but there's less expectation. And then you have Doncaster, who are an absolute wild card. And just happy to be for there. Me, <laughs> for me, Donny have had an amazing season to get this far. Um, once you're in the playoffs, I suppose anything can happen. But I feel like there's three tiers to this, and Charlton, I think, are the best placed team, and the one with the least uh, out of the three, anyway, excluding Donny, the ones with the least yeah. amount of pressure. Charlton nine to four. So yep. joint favourites with Sunderland, also 9-4. to four. 
If you do fancy Pompey, you can get them at 12 to 5. And then Doncaster, as we mentioned, outsiders 9 to 2. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at League 2 then, finally. Uh, you've got Tranmere, Forest Green, Mansfield and Newport. So Mansfield, the favourites to get promoted here, uh, 15 to 8. Forest Green, what, do you have a price for Forest Green, mate? They're 41 to 13 on what I'm looking at. I, hate, I don't want to read that out. <laughs> 11 to 4. So, yeah, Forest Green, 11 to 4. Tranmere, 33 to 10. And Newport nine to two. So Mansfield are the bookies' favourites. I've got to tell you, Man- Mansfield aren't Tom Pipkin's favourites. They no, are. Chap. Their form has fell off a cliff. We've spoken about this week after week after week. You know, MK Dons were the team, along with Barry, who eventually crawled over that automatic promotion line in League Two. But for Mansfield, it was there for them for the taking, for literally the entire second half of the season. They yeah. just couldn't string enough wins together to get themselves over the line. Uh, and that's criminal with the squad that they've got. Absolutely criminal. Uh, I don't know what's going on with them. They've lost the last three games in a row to Oldham, Stevenage, MK Dons. Away from home, um, they've been pretty poor all season, to be honest. A lot of their points have come at field mill. <sighs> they just... <sighs> For me, Mansfield are in a similar place to Leeds. Going into this playoff campaign, out of form, gutted to not have got automatic promotion like they probably should have done. Uh, I think other teams are going to capitalise on that who are in better form. I agree. And with Mansfield, only got themselves to blame, I'm afraid. Um, They were there for so, so long, as you mentioned, and... You know, in January, they did all the right things. They got some great loan signings in. They did everything right, but it's just not worked out. And as you mentioned, they're playing against a Newport side. They haven't lost in the last seven games. They haven't lost in any of the last seven home matches. And for me, this is a tie that that is Newport's to lose, despite the fact Newport finished seventh. And Mansfield third, obviously, you know, um, according to the bookies, anyway, um, Mansfield would be the favourite. But no, for me, Newport to get to the final. I think I feel yeah. like there's too much. There's two mentalities in there typically in the playoffs. Even Mansfield, you know, where you you fall into it on the back foot because you've missed out on automatic. Or you go into it, and I don't think I think Newport would have had one eye on the playoffs, but I don't think it was you know a serious expectation of theirs, and and they're yeah. they're in it on on good form, and mentality is a big thing, isn't it? That's right, it certainly is. Um, so looking at the other game then, Tranmere Forest Green, uh, I'm pinning my colours to the Forest Green mast here. I, I actually want Forest Green to win the whole. Playoffs here, I really do. Yeah, eleven to four for Forest Green. Uh, that's where I'll be putting my money, and I, I already have put my money actually. Um, oh, beautiful! <laughs> they played Tranmere. You know, it seems like not that long ago that Tranmere themselves were threatening the automatic promotion places on a fantastic what six, seven match winning run. Um, since that came to an end, they've only won one of the last seven games. Uh, that win, that sole win came at home five games ago uh, against MK Don. So impressive win, but you know, generally they've been pretty poor. Um, me, a couple of things make me lean towards Forest Green here. Uh, one, their away form is one of the best in League Two. I think off the top of my head, I think it's the second best behind Lincoln's in the entire league. Um, away form in the playoffs, if it's strong, you know, that is that is key. The key thing in the playoffs is to not lose your away leg. Then you've got every opportunity of getting through at home. Um, Forest Green have already beaten Tranmere away. They did it three games ago. Sorry, they did it four games ago. They won 1-0 away at Tranmere. That's going to fill them with confidence to know that recently they've been there, they've won, they've got this excellent away record. So they've got every opportunity of getting something from this leg of the tie. Then at home, 
you know, considering they've not lost in the last three home games, they've won four out of the last six across home and away. Their form is really good. Um, I think they've got every opportunity here. Yeah, and do you know what? I I don't have a lot to add um, from from what you've mentioned. You've you've pretty much come up with the the key points there. Uh, the one thing that I thought about was yes, Forest Green did beat Tranmere, but I think the manner of that result really, really kind of just highlights how much we uh, think Forest Green are the favourites for this tie. There's four match days ago. Tranmere still had a chance at automatic promotion Mm. at that stage. Forest Green also had an outside chance of automatic promotion at that time. Um, I had a look at um, at the positions that both teams were in when that kicked off. Yeah. Tranmere were uh, two points off Mansfield. Forest Green were four points off Mansfield, and Mansfield were holding that third spot at that time. So if you have a look at the magnitude of that game, Tranmere could have won that, and they could have gone third, and it would have been in the driving seat. So for the game of that magnitude, and Forest Green to come out the other end of it, I think it is testament to to Forest Green and what they're capable of. Um, yeah. You know, if that happened regular season, do you know what I mean? Maybe October. You can read into it for sure. But, you know, when the pressure's on and Forest Green go there and get a win, that that's really impressive. I agree. Good point. Um, so, player final for both of us, we reckon, Forest Green against Newport. That wraps up pretty much everything then, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like we've had... The starter of the main, and we're, we're, we're not going to have dessert. Feels a bit odd, doesn't it? Um, what we'll do then now is recap last week's Bombproof Troubles. All right, guys. So if you are new to the show, uh, you've chosen an interesting time to listen to them for the first time. <laughs> number one. Uh, number two, um, this is the part of the show where me and Tom reflect and give out our Bombproof Troubles. So our Bombproof Troubles are... Three teams that we have each individually picked based on our knowledge, uh, research, and general gut instinct in the hope that you guys back them and then win some profit for yourselves off the back of that. But all we recommend you put in on is what you can afford to lose. So we're going to review last week's and start off with mine. I, well, it wasn't pretty. I had Macclesfield to win, and although they survived, they didn't beat Cambridge. They drew 1-1. He also had Sheffield United, who were going for the title. They ended up drawing, though, 2-2 against Stoke. And I also had MK Dons and Mansfield in that straight shootout for League 2 automatic promotion to be a draw. And MK Dons won 1-0. Yeah, uh, never mind. <laughs> it was that one the best, was it? Never mind, mate. No, not the thing great. is, um, we were struggling for things to pick from. We really weren't we? Um, kind of easy. Final day didn't exactly go how we thought it would. You know, a lot of teams that needed wins didn't really get them. <laughs> so that was where we kind of fell down. Uh, you'll see that again with my one. So I had Notts County to beat Swindon uh, and aid their survival course, but they lost 2-1. Yeah, he also had Barnsley. And Barnsley, although they were promoted, they lost to Bristol Rovers 2-1. And finally, I had Southend, Sunderland, both teams to score. And it was, really. Southend won 2-1. Um so, you know, it, we both kind of had a couple of teams there. So, I had Knotts, you had Macclesfield. Both teams really needed to win or go for a win to get survival. Neither team won. Um, I had Barnsley, you had Sheffield United. In their respective leagues, they were both second. Could have won the title on final day if results had gone their way. Neither team won. So <laughs> Yeah, it's well, exactly right. Well, I really do feel like teams just didn't perform. So Notts County, for example, win or die, 
you know, you know, ironically, they still would have gone down, but, you know, would have stood no chance about the win anyway. Um, as you mentioned, Macclesfield, you know, they did only need a point. MK Dons, the Mansfield thing, both of them, you know, Mansfield needed a win. It was just, just people didn't perform. And it, it's when it really mattered. That's right. Um, so we'll look at this week's bomb-proof travel. Then we're going to do a joint one. Uh, just going to pick three teams between us because there's not that much to pick from. Okay. So for the joint treble, what we're going to do is we are going to go for Palace and Bournemouth in Premier League action. We're going to go for that to be both teams to score. That is priced at four to seven. We're going to go for Charlton to beat Doncaster in the playoff first leg. Charlton are 21 to 10 to get the win there. And we're going to go for Burnley on on the double chance. So that's a Burnley win or a draw in their home game against Arsenal. That is priced at three to four. Yep. That's a good trouble. Uh, pays 85 quid off a tenner, for example, stake. Um, so really good returns there. Absolutely. Yeah, love it. Um, so really, really excited about that joint treble um, as we end the season. Yeah. Um, let's finally wrap up fantasy football then. This will be the last show we do of the season, as we've mentioned. So we won't be able to mention fantasy football on the podcast after this. Um, there is one game week to go. However, Chris Hindle, with Chindle's chance, is currently storming the league by 95 points uh, ahead of second place, <laughs> which is John Wibberley. Um, so, I don't know about you, Tom, but it would be an astronomical swing of over, of nearly 100 points if Chris is to lose this week on the final game week. <laughs> I certainly can't see it happening. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we need to kind of give Chris his coronation. But yeah. Also, I, also, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun. But for now, we can give him a, a pat on the back, a well done and a, a round of applause, I suppose, yeah. for winning. Yeah, well done, Chris. I suppose we'll give you a proper, probably Twitter, Facebook shout out. Once it's all over, yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sunday, we'll we'll do a we'll do a social media announcement where I'm sure we will be announcing Chris as the winner. Um, yeah, but just to cover ourselves, just in case, we won't call him the winner just yet. Just yet, and uh, yeah, whoever does win, whether that's Chris or whether that's some absolute miracle eighth place. Uh, participant uh, we will be in touch about your £20 free bet um, so you'll be able to use that you know whenever you want to really if you yeah. want to use it for the playoffs or if you want to save it for next season it will be on us so yeah thank you very much to everyone that played this year um, it was actually a pretty stacked league uh, we had 111 players in it in the end which was great uh, commiserations to Ryan Walker. Um, it's probably looking like you're going to finish bottom, but it's taking part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with Ryan. Yeah, fair play, Ryan. Um, personally, it was a fantastic season for me in my head-to-head against you. Uh, once again, second season in a row now where I've been you. I've not meant I've not I've not rubbed it in for a long time. Come on, give me this on the final day. On the final day, fair play, but I just I just knew. I'd stop talking about it because I was hoping it we'd just move on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Give Chris his moment and then just move on. But you you couldn't resist, could you? No, I couldn't. Um, I came sixteenth. Might finish <laughs> a little bit higher. Might finish a couple of places lower. And as for you, Tom Walker. Uh, where are you? Where even are you? Are you on page one or page two? I think I'm about 61st. Something like that. 60th. To be honest, mate. You're doing yourself an injustice. Six, oh. You're 60th. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got work to do ahead of next season. But, you know, you know, new season, new beginning. We'll see. 
we will. We will. But congratulations on your win, Tom. Uh, in the head to head, anyway. Uh, you were absolutely nowhere near Chris. So you won as much as I did. But anyway, <laughs> enough bitterness. Enough bitterness. Um, guys, if you want to keep up to date with us until we are back for. Oh, when are we going to be back? I suppose the fixtures are now, are they? So sometime in August, maybe? End Probably of July? In the early August, end of July. Yeah. So if you want to keep in touch with us um, in the meantime to discuss all the you know, massive transfers that are absolutely pending, uh, lots of clubs with lots of work to do, you can keep in touch with us on social media. Twitter is the best platform, T underscore FB podcast. Every follow is appreciated. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, www.slash, no, not even, www.facebook.com, then the slash, Football Betting Podcast. And if you <laughs> want to email us with any uh, inquiries, questions, or ideas, that's great. We are also looking for new season sponsors. So if you or anyone you know would be interested in sponsoring the podcast for the upcoming 2019-2020 season, then get in touch via email to make it all official. Yeah, absolutely. If you have enjoyed listening to us over the last season, um, perhaps want a bit of money here and there, we'd really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast on and leave us a little rating and review just as a thank you for your season's listening entertainment. Yeah, so... For one last time, really, really appreciate all the listens this year. The podcast continues to get bigger and bigger, and we couldn't do it without you. So we really, really appreciate it. Good luck in your end-of-season bets. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Echo what Tom says. It's been fantastic. Um, we really appreciate every single one of you. Hope to see you again at the start of the next season, and have a great summer. <laughs>